All right, Jim Wands, welcome to the 2020 Wesleyan Fantasy Football League. I'm glad we made it. I'm glad we're here. Uh, COVID, not sure if this was going to happen, but here we are. And just a housekeeping item before I get started. Uh, I have received payment from seven of nine individuals. The two I have not are Ham Sandwich and Sammy Z-Tech. I'm sure Z-Tech forgot, and I'm sure Ham just hasn't paid me because he doesn't have Venmo. He refuses to live in 2020 and he wants to live in 1950. So I'm sure I'll receive that payment in cash at some point. I'm not too worried about it because I can't obviously put the money on Colorado this year. Um, but we had the draft. I'll have draft grades likely next week. Uh, I'm not going to do them this week just to honor you guys and your time because I don't want to have a 30-minute opening podcast this year. Um, but what I do have is easily the greatest spreadsheet that's ever been put together in the history of this league. And it was put together by one of our own, uh, former commissioner, current sitting member of the board of directors, William C. Reimer. Uh, he put together this spreadsheet and it's top notch. I mean, we have five tabs and it's all laid out perfectly as you would expect. Looks like it was put together in one of the labs at Cochrane Woods. And it has some league history, standings, records, playoff appearances, uh, league champ, top three finishes, last place finishes, points for, points against, point differential, waiver wire moves. Uh, it's got everything. Everything you would ever want to see, basically, in a fantasy football spreadsheet. So we're going to go over that, and we're, I'm, I think I'm going to make a couple picks for what I'll call the body watch this year. Last year it was the ACT watch. This year it's going to be ESPN the body watch because as voted by you guys, we are going to have a nude photo shoot just like ESPN the body issue. And, uh, hey, I didn't pick it. You guys picked it, but I like it. Uh, it's a terrible punishment for whoever loses. Loser's going to be able to pick the photographer, so there can be at least maybe like 1% of comfortability um, during the photo shoot. But at the end, I will pick two people based on the league history, based on the numbers for the body watch. And potentially slightly based on the draft as well. I have that in my back pocket. But we're going to start. And I'm just going to go owner by owner. And the first one is Will Reimer. Average finish, 3.5. His playoff record is 5-1. and one. Overall record, 26-23. and 23. He's won the league twice. Um... I mean, he's, he's an absolute train at this point. He's a wagon. He had the one last place finish the only year that we didn't have a punishment, which is unfortunate. But uh, this man is a wagon. And if he wins again this year after an auto-drafted team, then 
I mean, the dynasty talk will be very real. So I really don't want to allow that to happen. Uh, Will Reimer's point differential in the four years is 98. He has 98 more points than his opponents, which over four years doesn't seem like a significant amount. But, I mean, keep in mind five people have positive and five people have negative point differentials. So anyone in the positive over the years is good. Uh, If you take out the one bad year for Will, the guy is 24 and 13. Pretty good. I mean, really good. So five and one in the playoffs. If he gets there, watch out. He's got two league champs, three top three finishes, and the one last place finish. So Will Reimer, number one in average finish over the years. And as far as waiver wire moves, it should surprise no one. He's in the top four. He's fourth. So likes to make moves. He likes to kind of strategize, I guess. He likes to play chess. And uh, it's paid off. Number two, Jacob Engel. Average finish, fourth. He's two and four in the playoffs. Uh, Things just kind of fall apart for Jacob in the late half of the season. And it seems like it's every year. It seems like he gets off to a hot start, and then he kind of falls off. Last year was the only year that he really didn't get off to a hot start. But before that, I mean, every year it feels like he's right there, and then he chokes in the playoffs. Some would say no clutch gene. Um, but I'm not saying that. It's just, it's just other people that – that have been saying that um, his record is 23 and 14. He has three years. He wasn't obviously in the league the first year because we had Drew Meyer, who, woof, um, shout out to Drew Meyer, the one year he was in at getting last place. So glad Jacob took his place. 23 and 14 speaks for itself. It's the best win percentage in the league. Um, and his point differential is 488, and that's positive, which is absurd. Um, number one by over 200 points. Uh, just an impressive point differential. And actually, I read it wrong. Will's point differential was 227, and it was number two. Uh, so that's my bad. But Jacob, 488 to Will's 227, which is just absolutely absurd. Jacob's only made 25 moves in three years. Just let that sink in. 25 moves in three years. The least amount of moves in the league. Still has the 488-point differential. Uh, He likes to, I mean, he always drafts well, and he likes to just ride it out. And some would say that's not a great strategy based on his playoff numbers. Two and four in the playoffs. But regardless, second average finish throughout the years. Uh, Trevor Lighting, average finish is 4.5. But last year was just tough for the guy. Uh, If he makes the playoffs, he usually rolls. So he's three and one in the playoffs. He has two appearances. He's got one league champ, two top three finishes. Uh, If he gets there, he... He's good, but that's the problem. He doesn't always get there. And as you know, with last season, if it goes wrong, it can go very wrong for one Trevor Lighting.
Um, lighting's point differential, negative 127. And he's made 65 moves in his life. And his overall record, 24 and 25. Uh, doesn't really speak to his overall, I guess, what he's done, his, uh, his history. He got second, fifth, first, and then 10th. So obviously the 10 is dragging him down to a below 500 record. But the first three years, Beast Mode Swag Train was tough to beat. Uh, so he comes in at third. Sloan Kettering comes in at fourth with a, also a 4.5 average finish tied with Trev. Uh, playoff appearances, two. Two and two in the playoffs. Both years has gone win-loss. Um, a second-place finish and a third-place finish. Just can't get over the hump, really. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, in the final standings, he's been six, seven, three, and two. So never terrible, but just can never get over the hump. He's kind of a regular season customer. Uh, the second highest win percentage in the league at 29 and 20 in the regular season. Uh, some would call him, gosh, I don't know. Some would call him Giannis Antetokounmpo. Kind of a, a regular season warrior, but just can't figure it out in the playoffs. Uh, maybe gets tight in the playoffs. I don't know. Point differential, 138, ringing in at third. Uh, total moves made, 136, which should surprise no one that it's second in league history. 136 moves. That's a lot of moves for those of you uh, keeping score at home. That's a lot of moves. And that's trade trades and waiver um, additions. So I would assume that the trade numbers are just astronomical. Uh, but really... Just it's really can he get over the hump? Two years ago was third, last year was second. Can he make that jump to league champion? Fifth is Esto, and Esto's been a surprising, a, a sneaky, consistent player here in this league. He has an average finish of five, he's three and two lifetime in the playoff <clears throat> with two appearances and two top three finishes. Um. I mean, the guy, he's just consistent. He's at a third-place finish, third-place finish, fifth-place finish. And he does it without a lot of moves. He's made 51 lifetime. And the record is right there, 27 and 22. Uh, Third-highest win percentage in the league. So Esto is just kind of this guy, he, you know, he, like I've always kind of uh, – described him as the lunch pill guy. He just he just shows up and every year he drafts really well, even if he screws up on keepers. And every year he's right there, uh, either in playoff contention or in the playoffs, and he always gives himself a chance. So Esto has been the sneaky good kind of value guy every year. Next up, sixth, Osh. Five point three average finish. And some would say that the best days are behind him. He had a fourth place finish in year one. He had a league championship in league in year two. 
and since then, it's a ninth place finish and a seventh place finish. So, is is this? Are we talking about a washed up fantasy player? And I'm sure that he's gonna try and, uh, you know, try and calm that down this year. Try and get back back into the playoffs. But who knows? He's got two playoff appearances. He's got obviously the league championship. He's got a top three finish, which was when he won, and he's 26 and 23. So two good years, two bad years. His point differential is 28, which, hey, floating above 500, just barely. And he's made 82 moves, which is smack dab in the middle of the league. So we'll see if Oshkin can get back maybe to his older self here and uh, get back into the playoffs. Next up, seventh is Nate. And I just want to recognize the fact that three of the last four individuals in the history of this league are Lincoln East graduates. And I don't know if that speaks to Lincoln East or really, I don't know. Um, But it's certainly something. So Nate Meter, seventh overall with an average finish of sixth. Uh, he's got one playoff win. He's got one playoff loss. He's only been there once. And uh, that was in the second year of the league. So he's gone 8-2-6-8 in his finishes. And uh, to no one's surprise, he's made the most moves in the history of the league. And his point differential is negative 133. So Nate Meter ringing in at seventh with a 23-26 and 26 lifetime record. Hey, he always says, I like my team. He always says, this is the year. But will it ever be the year for Nate Meter? We'll see. Uh, Matt Karloff is tied with Nate with a 23-26 and 26 lifetime record. Uh, he's made 127 moves, which is third most ever. Negative 242 point differential. And... I mean, he's always very mediocre, very mediocre. Last year, he had that kind of anomaly schedule, which I think will will go back, kind of regress this year. Um, but his finishes have been 9-8-7-4. So he's gotten better every year. You can give him that. But overall, he's never really pushed for a championship. Um, so we'll see. I like Matt's draft. I think he drafted really well this year. He has one playoff win and two losses. So in just one appearance um, with an average finish of seven. And Sammy Zetek is next on our list, 22 and 27 lifetime. And that's a little bit deceptive because he's had a five, a four, and a six in average finish and then a 10 um, the year that he obviously got last and still hasn't done his punishment. But Sammy Zetek, negative uh, 100 point differential, 34 moves lifetime, which is very low, second lowest. And he's got a 6.3 average finish. Um, kind of interesting. He's made the playoffs two years out of the four, and he's never won a game in the playoffs. He has a big old goose egg in the playoffs. So, kind of interesting. Um, he just can't, when he gets there, he just can't figure it out. So, two appearances, no wins. And last and definitely least, 
in the history of this league, Jesse Tenney. Every category, every statistical category, he's last, which is why he's going to be, he's going to start the year on the body watch. Uh, it's just kind of a prove it thing. I'm telling him to prove it. Tell me that the statistics are not true. Uh, 7.5 average finish. Never made the playoffs. Zero appearances. He's 19 and 30 lifetime, which is worst by three games. Uh, negative 236 point differential. 36 moves lifetime. And his standings, he's never, I mean, he's never even really come close to a playoff appearance. Seven, six, eight, nine. And so it's kind of incredible that he's always been bad, but he's never gotten last in the league in four years. Always been bad, but somehow he's never gotten last. Uh, is this the year for Jesse Tenney? And some, some would say the point has been turned. Some would say he's deservedly so on the body watch. And I'm going to be in the latter category. So I'm going to put Jesse Tenney and... I'm also going to put Aaron Oshner on body watch. And that might surprise some people, including him. But the Leonard Fournette situation was just a tough one. And I think Osh is going to be just grinding all year to find an RB2. And maybe Leonard Fournette, maybe with the Bucks, he works out. Maybe he figures it out. But I have this feeling that he won't. That he's not going to be the Leonard Fournette that was drafted in the fourth or fifth round by Osh. And that Osh is going to be struggling to find an RB2 all year. Uh, right now, I see he has Sony Michelle in there. Uh, as a former Sony Michelle owner, I, I don't like the, the prospects for that, for that choice. But you never know. Maybe Osh will hit the waiver wire. Maybe he'll hit somebody with a trade. But for right now, Jesse Tenney, Aaron Oshner. And it was mostly bad luck for Aaron, but that's my body watch. So the last thing I'm going to have on here is a little Trevor Lighting interview. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy that. I had to cut some things because of the audio troubles that we had. But uh, you'll get the gist. Most of it will just be Trevor talking. Um, but enjoy your ACT candidate, Trevor Lighting. What's up, young man? AKA Mr. Studio Swag. Hey, AKA Swag Train. On the pursuit of perfection, uh, <laughs> nine days from now. No, yeah. more than that. 11 so, days, 12 days from now. <laughs> let's start there. Uh, ACT, what's your mindset? We're a week and a half out. What do you think mm -hmm. about the over-unders? How do you feel? Uh, well, personally, I feel disrespected that uh, every over-under was not set at 35 and a half because here's the thing, Kamish. I'm going in with one thing in my mind, and that is not to miss a single question. Math, science, reading, English. I plan to get 100% on every question. So I felt disrespected from that regard, but it's, it's how it's been my whole life. I've uh, been slept on. Uh, been disrespected in about everything that I do. Uh, so I'm hungry and, uh, and I'm ready to roll. Now, the embarrassment is, is that I have facial hair and I'm losing some hair and I will be with 16-year-olds 
But besides that, it's another day. And that Mr. Steal Your Swag let down a lot of his following last year with my performance. I have earned the right to take the ACT. Uh, I have no one to blame but myself, but I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. And I look forward to the opportunity uh, to improve myself. But uh, this is a public service announcement for the entire league. Mark my words, it will never happen again. This I can promise. It will never happen again. I'm not going to lie. I am very grateful for AJ Green. Uh, You did. I I mean, I could have got Josh Dobbs. So I'm very, very grateful for AJ Green. Uh, I hope he turns out to be a pleasant surprise. Uh, But there's no way around it. That was, again, that was just a lack of focus on my end. Uh, I didn't didn't know why. I didn't know why people were not picking Eckler. but that was just uh, that was a mental miscue, and that's the exact reason uh, why I'm taking the ACT in a week and a half. But um, I will be when better you, from here on out. When you prepare to fail, you when you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail. And that was exactly you what I did. Definitely failed to prepare on that one. We were actually talking about it at Tenny's. Half of us were on the side that you legitimately asked why no one was taking Eckler and half of us were on the side that you asked because you knew he was a keeper. So uh, uh, it was uh, fun. And then we, we did the phone call right after. Yep. And, yep. Uh, I mean, fun. I mean, Hey, fun. there is no way around it. That <laughs> move by me was less than ideal. I cannot sugarcoat it. It was just not good. So I knew, obviously knew this interview was coming today. So I just took a look through your roster and you kind of gave us the PSA last week. You were like, Hey, it's a new me, new year. I'm taking over the league. I'm yeah. going to get the best player at every position. As I always do, except for last going, year. As I, always do. Down, I don't know that you got the best player at any position. <laughs> apart from maybe Justin Tucker kicker, but even that's a stretch. All right, let's run through my lineup. Let me give you just an honest assessment <laughs> of my guys. Just go ahead and start from the top. I mean, you have three quarterbacks. Okay, so Mike. Hey, one of them's got to work out. Okay, so Drew Brees. All right, that's a guy old in age, but that's a guy you always trust under center. And when you have can't guard Mike Thomas out wide, you know that anything can happen when it comes to the air attack. Okay, now when it comes to my backup quarterback, just like me, Cam Newton, they have not seen this Cam yet. Okay, just like our fantasy league, they have not seen this Trev yet. And the scary part is for both Cam and I is that we haven't seen these guys either. I've never seen this Trev before. Cam has never seen this Cam before. Okay. So it's just two guys who are hungry with a lot to prove. Now, when it comes to Joe Burrow uh, coming off, arguably the greatest college football season by a quarterback ever. Yeah. Can't okay? debate it. That, that is a pick 16th overall. We're thinking about the future and the future only. I'm going to run the league this year. Drew Brees will be getting older. He might have to push out. Then I'm going to step in with my keeper pick, Mr. Joe Young Swag Burrow Joey steps B. in and, and leads me for, for quite some time. Yeah. That was a pick of the future. Now, my running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb as the number one overall pick. I will not sugarcoat it. Was was not an ideal <laughs> first pick. Uh, but, I mean, you when just, you're picking. On that one. Pick nine. Yeah, you're kind of in the yeah. blender. Yeah, there, there's not a lot to go by there. I'm hoping uh, Kareem Hunt will not be a, a factor this year until I saw today yeah. that he got extended for two more years. Yeah. So that hurt to read. Um, but Nick Chubb is just a workhorse, okay? 
Now, uh, my second running back from the Bills, Mr. Singletary. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's just a guy. He's just a power back. He's a do-it-all back. And when you get up that cold weather, Bills Mafia, negative 20 degrees outside, you can't just go through the air with, with big arm Josh Allen. You're going to have to yeah. ground and pound. So I'm going to let Mr. Singletary – yeah, I need a guy like Singletary just to bring his lunch pail to work kind of guy. Drives the same car, 1992 Chevy S10. Just the same guy, okay? Then he was JV football to now uh, NFL Lighting. starting running back. Yeah, a Trevor, a, a Trevor Lighting type guy, absolutely. Uh, one of those guys you would you would see be born in Gretna, just a blue-collar guy, wakes up at 3 a.m., goes to bed at probably 1, 1.30 in the morning, gets back up, does it all again. Just a true blue-collar Gretna kind of guy. A healthy A.J. Green is a deadly force, okay? Now, you put a little disrespect on Julio's name by not saying that he's the best player at his position. Uh, True. Julio Jones, best receiver in football, and in my very humble, humble, humble opinion, very humble, it is not close. Uh, That might be one with Austin Tucker. That might be one that you could argue. Yeah. Now, uh, but tight end, tough, tough scene. Now, when it comes to the tight end game, uh, <laughs> here's what here's what I can tell you. When it comes to the tight end game, my guy, uh, Darren Waller. Okay, here's what I know about him. I watched him in Hard Knocks last year. The guy's a playmaker. Okay. Yep. All I know is I give you give me five episodes of Hard Knocks, I can tell right away this guy can play football. He will be a great player for my team. Okay. Now, when it comes to a guy like Allen Robinson, his only downside is, is that he's got Mitchell Trubisky throwing to him. So he might be better off having me throw him the football, but we'll see how that goes. From Bears camp is that it's a new Trubisky this year. He's, he's yeah, I sure. He beat, beat out Nick Foles. Yeah. You could be cooking the fire with old uh, Mr. Rouse. Yeah. That's that's the hope. Now, Patriots defense. I mean, I know they lost some guys, but they were the best defense last year in football, maybe historically all time. I think they still got a little uh, little gas in the tank there, okay? So I'm going to trust in them. And then Justin Tucker, that's the best kicker in football. And in my, again, very, very <sighs> humble, very extremely humble opinion, it is not close. Okay. Yeah with the kicker that he's in like the fourth round but uh <laughs> but tucker's good i'll give you that yeah yep so final thoughts final words act you got anything for the league uh projected record what do you think you're gonna go now Just any final thoughts as, as all good teams and as all great men uh my expectations coming into the league are are the pop i'm on that pursuit of perfection okay just like the act now in a league like this, it's like baseball. It's tough to win all 162, Yep. but I'm going to try. People are going to get my, my best effort every week. Uh, the league is officially on watch. They are on notice by me. Uh, I am as hungry as ever. I have grinded for, for six, seven, eight straight months. I am ready to roll. Uh, and like I've, like I've texted, like I just told you, I've never seen a Trev like this. Okay. Never seen one like it. Best shape of your uh, life. Would say, best shape that. of my life. Yep. This guy is hungry. Uh, 
and I'm excited. I wish my competitors luck, uh, but I'm going to take heads this year. Nobody is safe. Appreciate the confidence, and uh, I'm not going to add you to the E. But if you lose week one, watch out. That is fair. That is fair. All right, my friend. Pleasure as always. Yeah, a pleasure.